When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now they do now with Suzuki and Caulfield, and it's fast outside the line. Alex Tuck's got a chance at a breakaway. Alex Tuck settles it down to the net, scores! What a goal by Alex Tuck, a shorthanded marker, and the Sabres have taken a 3-2 lead in Montreal. Alex Tuck's game winner from Tuesday, or what was that? Was that Wednesday? Wednesday. Dude, I thought yesterday was Wednesday. Look at this here. Look at Jeremy's day of the week clock. Use this. I thought yesterday was Wednesday, too. I started the nightcap. I'm like, all right, happy Wednesday. And I'm like, wait a second. It's not Wednesday. It is Thursday. (laughs) Now it's Friday. They did beat Montreal. Did not play all that great, but do get the 3-2 win over the Canadians. Canadians also having a really tough season as well. But UPL. What a bounce back game from his game against Anaheim, where he really yeah. was rough. But hey, fourteen shots against, four goals against. But then he takes that and has twenty nine saves on thirty one shots against, and he had two saves. I mean, it, he has been one of like three bright spots for the Sabres this year. Who are the other two? Paterka and Casey. Middle stats. Okay, pretty good. yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. Um, I'd even say Eric Johnson. Wait, wait. No, Brian, no, no, Brian no, no, no. Johnson. Whoa, Brian Johnson. Whoa, Brian Johnson. Whoa. My bad, my bad, whoa. my bad. I got whoa. concerned. I was about to jump through this glass. <laughs> I got concerned. I was, I was, like, I was like, I want Eric Johnson to be a healthy scratch. I wish I, there was a camera on my face to see the reaction that you just gave me. I can't I was, believe, oh. I'm mad at myself for saying that. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Ryan Johnson is Ryan a, Johnson. He's an acceptable answer. I'd put him as an honorable mention. Uh, yeah, that's, honorable that's mention. acceptable. Because I, I, I honestly was one of, on the train of, trade Ryan Johnson because I didn't think he was going to sign That's here. That's right, yeah. And now that he's here, it's, hey, he's an integral piece yeah. of your defense oh, oh, going yeah. forward at least. It does feel like it. Um, but, By the way, Dan Dunleavy on the call there Oh, okay. in case people did not know that. Okay. All right. Thank you. But all right. Um, so one thing that I wanted to get into with these lovely, our lovely Buffalo Sabres is the trade deadline. The trade deadline is coming in. And speaking on one, Eric Johnson – not Ryan, Eric Johnson. So, three potential landing spots for him. From teams, teams want him. It's a choice. Yes, it's a choice. Uh, Is this kind of like an Eric Stahl when kind of when he was with well, the Sabers? I I I don't really know like the validity of like not not validity like it's it's from Michael Aguello of the Hockey News, and it's basically that there were some scouts in the building recently, and one of them being Toronto. So that's okay. Okay. interesting. Yep. Um, Toronto scouts have been at three of the last four Sabres games in Buffalo. Um, if they were to make a trade with the Sabres for Eric Johnson, they'd have to, the Sabres would have to retain salary, but that's not that big of a deal because mm-hmm. Johnson's on a one-year deal. It's going to be done by July 1st anyway. Um, but I just 
I don't know. I, I I don't know what you get for Eric Johnson. Future considerations. Probably. Uh, by the way, our own Paul Hamilton, uh, who is in Columbus for tonight's game, did say that at least for the morning skate today, Eric Johnson is the only player not skating. So hmm. maybe I'm going to get my <laughs> wish. Hmm. <laughs> um, in I, I just I don't know. In this same article, they also list Colorado and Vegas as other landing spots. Um, Vegas scouts have been a regular presence at Key Bank Center in February, with a chance as repeat cup champions they mm-hmm. might be looking to blow, bolster their blue line that's probably another one uh, actually no with all their ltir you probably don't have to um retain salary on that so mm-hmm. but honestly in this case retaining salary is probably better because you'll get more in return where in yeah. other trades retaining salary is kind of a pain because then it's you know it's on your books forever but it's only a one-year deal so it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal and then colorado obviously because eric johnson just came from colorado the avalanche might want him back for the same reason as Toronto and Vegas because if Johnson gets traded, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like move. That's yeah. Gonna set it's not going to be like he's going to step into their top four. He's going to be like top six or the seventh guy for if someone gets hurt. Yeah, which is honestly at this point is what he he should be in Buffalo. There was a couple games there where he didn't play, and I thought it finally we turned the corner of okay, you know he's going to take the backseat in his kind of veteran role where he's playing every once in a while, but he's really more so there just to be a, a guy in the locker room, a, a leadership voice. Yep. But then it immediately went back to what it was before. And and that's where my issue was with with the defensive setups at least is I just don't think he should have been this part of this big of the piece of the lineup given the way he started out the season. Now if it got better as the year went on then it's different, but like when he came in it was yeah, he's gonna be a part a big part of the blue line. And it, well, but then say, as it went on, is... it's like it didn't get any better. So why are you still playing it? Why are you making this happen night in and night out and it's not getting any better? And that, and that's where I'm just – I'm very, very frustrated by the construction of this year's roster where, like, again, we've made jokes about it. But, like, again, like, Jack Quinn got hurt around the time of the draft. Yep. They made no moves to – make sure that they weren't in a bad spot when he came back. They just kind of were like, no, ah, we'll figure it out. Hopefully we're near a playoff spot, so when he comes back, we're fine. With defense, they knew they needed to get better, and they add a – how old is he, 35 when he signed? 35-year-old Eric Johnson. Yep, he's 36 now. 36 now, and a guy in Connor Clifton who was riding the bench for Boston near the end of the season and basically didn't play in the playoffs. So you really weren't getting playoff experience there. Let's be serious. And then they brought back everyone else. They brought back Tyson Jost. They brought back Kyle Oposo. They brought back Zemgus Gergensons. And it's just, again, like, these were not pieces to, like, augment an already good team. They were brought mm-hmm. in as pieces to be serious contributing pieces to what a team was making it seem to be believed was a team that was going to start their cup runs where all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to the playoffs next year, and now like the cup window is open. I think Adams outright said that the cup window was open. Yes. And so, like, I, at the time we were doing that show on that Saturday, you were excited just because, you know, they weren't adding defensemen, and there was kind of the feeling of, like, all right, former number one overall pick, that's cool. Analytics liked Connor Clifton, so I understand that one. But for me, it was always just like a, that's that's all we're doing? That's it? And mm-hmm. then... And, and then just kind of the idea of them bringing back Oposo and Gergensen kind of fell 
flat for me immediately because it was like one of them I'm fine with. One of them I always had, yeah. I, I was always fine with because it's like you need that guy that's going to be, you know, do do the dirty work. Right. You know, exactly. on the fourth line, I'm here to block shots. I'm going to have a ton of welts by like December and I'm only going to get more. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'll be that guy. Like, that's fine. But you've had captains building in the wings for the last few years. So it felt like it was just going to be a natural transition to someone like Erasmus Dahlin. And yeah, it just even, didn't. Even if Kyle Post was stuck around, it was going to be, hey, he's going to take a back seat. He's going to go to an A or he's not going to be a captain at all. Yeah. And he's just going to be a leader. Because that's the thing. You, just because you're not a captain doesn't mean you can't be a leader. Like, yeah. that was always my point with Ocposo. Is like, I, I wanted him here in the leadership role, mm-hmm. but I didn't want him as captain necessarily. Because now, next year, if he doesn't come back, then you have to do a hard switch to a new captain, and you probably don't have Ocposo on your team, which, in terms of a leadership role, I don't know if it matters that much at all anymore at that point. I'm at, I'm at but, a point, man, with, with the leadership. It, it, to me, it's, it's just a buzzword. Well, and it, it, I wonder how much of it stems to putting Jack as captain not working, like blowing up in their face, essentially. Yeah. Because that, I think it kind of all stems back to that. Because since then, Ocposo has basically been their captain. Yeah. Since, since Jack left, he has been the captain. Yep. But when he was around, when Eichel was here and he was the captain, it kind of more so felt like it was Ocposo and it was other guys in the room. Yeah. And Jack was just kind of there. Whereas... Now it's like, do they have cold feet of, we don't want to make the same mistake. We don't want to make a young guy captain again and have it blow up in our faces. I think a lot of it was they were just, they were truly, completely convinced. I think organization organization top to bottom was completely convinced they were going to make the playoffs with the same group. Yeah. That the eight-game losing streak early in the year was a fluke. They were dealing with a pretty big injury to Matias Samuelson. They did not respond well to it. They had a really good run to try to make the playoffs. They ended the season very well. They saw what they had in Levi in what seven games, six mm-hmm. games that he played. They saw a lot in Levi. In they seven saw a games. lot in what they saw. They saw a lot in the games that they got from him, and they were convinced this group was going to do it. And that's why I think now they've pivoted. And I'm, I'm going to say it's PR. I don't mean it really like that. But just whenever you hear now Granado and Adams talk, they do talk about this team still learning because I think that's the only way they know where to go now. Because to them, it is stunning that this team regressed as badly, badly as it did. I think that's if there was a fly on the wall at KeyBank Center, that's the message. Or that that would be the feeling is stunned silence that this group really didn't take a next step forward. They took three or four steps back, almost all of them. Well, and also, too, it's I, I don't even know if it's just the coaches and the, and the GM at this point. Rasmus Dahlin was on uh, the Ray and Dregs podcast the other mm-hmm. day, which is uh, Darren Dreger and I think think ray ferraro okay i'm not 100 sure i have to double check that um but he was on their show and he was talking about you know the the youth of the team and and growing with the team and things like that and he said this is a quote from the show we're a young team and there's a lot of new expectations coming into the team the way to handle ourselves in the new situations and the way other teams are playing against us we are more res- we're more respected coming into this year this it was new challenges for us, and we had to learn them. So it's been a really good learning curve for us. Some new challenges for sure. When he puts I mean, when just, you put it like that, it's different than just saying it's a learning experience. Yeah, but, yeah, but because, it's kind of saying the same thing. It is, but at the same time, I get what he's saying in the sense of every year before this for him and for oh, well, yeah, Tage yeah, Thompson yeah. and for Dylan Cousins, the Sabers have come in as oh well, there's the Buffalo Sabers. Well, we don't have to worry about them. Whereas this year they came in as, hey, 
That's the Buffalo Sabres. They were one point out of the playoffs last year. They looked great. Tage Thompson had almost 50 goals. A lot, of, a lot of people liked him going into it. And, yeah. I, and I know players around the NHL really started to like what the Sabres were doing and thought that they were an ascending team. But I, I guess like that's where – and that's where, that's where I get frustrated when like you know I do hear like Kyle Poso was kept for leadership because then I sit here and I go, cool, then he's horribly failed at that. Yeah. Like, like and, and I don't mean to sound like that because he's been a great, you know, you know, Buffalo resident. He's been a great citizen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I get injuries have absolutely derailed his career. But if we're sitting here now in the one year with expectations in the last five, six, yeah, and I mean serious expectations, so maybe even ten, they never looked like a playoff team. They looked like a team that was utterly lost most nights. They've all regressed incredibly to the point now where we're wondering is Tage Thompson even really a 45 goal scorer is he more just like 30 35 on most of his years and last year was a blip I we're now sitting here with a coach who many of us thought was really ascending mm-hmm. to now I think it's completely Stalled. warranted of wanting him fired and a yeah. GM where many of us I mean I remember maybe it was the director of scouting I cannot remember his name but it was after they made three first-round picks. Jerry Fortin. Crying, talking about Adams, and getting people very excited about like just what Adams was bringing, bringing back that credibility to the team, mm-hmm. to now we're sitting here, I think rightfully, wondering, is he even an active GM? Right. And, and, and that also goes back to the whole, you know, don't make moves because you feel like you have to make moves because everyone's all upset. Make moves because they're smart, calculated moves. Don't just go out there and do a trade because it's a trade and you got to do something to change mm-hmm. the team up. Go out there because you think, hey, there's a person out there, there's a player yeah. out there that I can get for a reasonable price mm-hmm. and I'm willing to give this much up to get them because they're going to make my team better next year. Because at this point, it's next year. It's yeah. no longer we're going to get this team better to make a playoff push or we're going to get this team better for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's next year. Yeah, we're hoping and praying for next year. Right. And to kind of circle back to a point I made about Joe Brady and the Bills earlier uh, in the show, you know, they transitioned, they changed to not have a lost season. Yep. The Sabres have almost leaned into the fact that it will be a lost season, and they seemingly accepted that in, like, December. Yeah. And that's easily the most frustrating part, and that's why I think you have so many fans now. And you can hear it in my voice. I'm not even really getting that upset, like, just apathetic. Because yeah. it just, it you really do have to wonder, are they really even trying, or are they just happy to still be in the NHL. I do want to push back on your Tage thing real quick. I do think he's going to go back to form. He had 38 goals two years ago, 47 goals last mm-hmm. year. I think this is the fluke. I don't think Hope that. So. I, I, I just I don't think that last year was a fluke because you saw him do it, basically do it the year before mm-hmm. in the same amount of games. Both yeah. years, last two years, he played 78 games. So I don't know. I think he's going to come back around. I think... Cousins is one that I'm a little worried about, but I think he might come back around too. Quinn obviously looks fine despite the injury. He's picking up injuries. He had 12 points in 17 games, and Paterka looks like he's rising as well. Mm-hmm. So even if there are guys falling back, I don't think it's all for good. Like, they're never going to go back to the way they were. Yep. But there are, there are also guys rising up in their place as well. Yeah. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. 
We'll be back after a quick timeout to wrap up the show and get you over to Sabres Live as we get ready for Sabres at Blue Jackets later tonight at 7, 6 p.m. pregame, both, of course, right here on WGR. You're listening to the X-Point Show. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.